Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great day, but if not, you're about to. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. If you've ever wondered what it was like to work on a cruise ship, well, this is what we're about. Old and new crew members telling their stories in their own words of what it was like to work on a cruise ship. So come on over to the pool bar, order up a hurricane or a rum punch, sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Story. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. My name is Scott. I've got Brad and Eric and our special guest star today is Scott Record. We all know him from Royal Caribbean, one of the entertainers that came on and did a fantastic show, uh, singing and voices and a couple of specialty things that nobody else does. Before we get to Scott, let's check in with Brad and Eric and seeing what's happening in their neck of the woods. Uh, Eric, what's happening? going on hey i had a pretty good day well i had a weird day i had a closing this morning so that was great i got paid and then i lost a deal <laughs> this afternoon where somebody just decided i don't want to buy a house anymore so i was like oh okay so it was one of those type of days it started out great and then it was like well not so good other than that not not a bad day well sounds half of that day is good anyway. yeah half the day and then well i topped it off with catfish again so i was that was a good dinner mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting ready to, after this, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do tonight for dinner. And uh, I have everything thought out, ready to go, but I'm going to have, if it works, you'll see pictures later. But if it works, I'm going to have salmon, pecan crusted salmon on a cream, brandy, peppercorn, and moral mushroom sauce. Wow. No idea how it's going to turn out. but That sounds good good in theory. (laughs) Sounds good in theory, but, you know, I I have proven people wrong. Yeah. Well, Brad, what's happening? And and so I have something that goes right along with that. Um, This is our our wine minute. I'm having a white Bordeaux or Bordeaux Blanc, as they they say. This is, you know, I I like to, uh, I'm, I I like to drink outside my comfort zone, but whenever (laughs) I can find this, I get it because it is so good. It is relatively inexpensive and just a great, great wine. So white Bordeaux, check it out. Um, A lot of people don't even know Bordeaux makes white wine, but yeah, uh, no, I didn't know that. The the Entre de Mer Mm -hmm. is, uh, (laughs) is the white wine, the white wine part of Bordeaux. You've got the left bank that is uh, basically uh, more cab sav oriented and then the, the right bank, which is more Merlot, Merlot oriented. Cool. And Where'd you, entre, where do you, Entree du Mer in the middle where they make the white wine. Where do you get that? Uh, I ordered it online. Okay. I have been using this company, uh, this shady company, because you know, you're not supposed to get wine <laughs> shipped in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, until until they passed the law a couple of years ago, but yeah, I've been getting it for for years and years because this shady company would they didn't care they would just send it to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're like here, uh, if you it get caught, great, it's because you, it's, it's a great wine, white Bordeaux. White That's Bordeaux. Cool. Is it a is it a uh, is it like a Chateau de Tuesday or is it um, aged pretty well, twenty seventeen or something? It's not really. You don't really age it. It's it's made to drink pretty young. Okay. Uh, this is uh, twenty nineteen. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah. And this is this is from a really really old uh, chateau, and they've been they've been doing this for you know long time. Well, you'll have to. They uh, know what they're doing by now. Take take pictures and post uh, uh, pictures and stuff, and we'll have to we'll have to try it out. Hey, check out my I, I uh, my won't. my thing. You know, like <laughs> I like the movie shirts and stuff. And although I have my 
Wally World shirt on under this, but check out my new shirt. Chicago Chicago Blackhawks? No, but, no. but get ready, get ready. It's an old one. Oh, yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you my go. Yeah, your Griswold shirt. I was like, you know, listeners are not going to get that. Yeah, <laughs> this is a podcast. This, again, we have to remind Scott a lot. It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And They're so. like, so what was that pause for? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't understand what the pause was for. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's bring in our special guest star tonight. And uh, everybody, we have Scott Record Uh-oh. in the house tonight. Uh-oh. And um, let's let's check in with Scott and see what, what uh, you've been up to for 30 years. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hello, hey, hello, hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome aboard. Yeah, welcome. Hey nice to be aboard <laughs> and it's great it's uh, interesting to me because i i do a lot of zoom and i don't know what you're clicking but we can all talk at the same time and nobody blocks anybody out that's a cool thing yeah 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 I'm yeah we like to talk anything. we like to talk over one another you know that's just the way it goes but that, <laughs> so that means a band could play together on zoom yeah, yeah we, we were talking about that with uh, actually you remember dave curtis we were talking about dave curtis in our last interview and he was saying i think it was dave that was saying that there is another type of zoom or skype or something like that right. that uses all the bandwidth specifically for making music together over you know internet well i think that's cool because i'm gonna i, w- I wanted to do a christmas show live with like a band like a 90s band behind me and do <laughs> the singing and do all the old like like a Perry Como Christmas, uh, Christmas special only on Zoom, but that uh, would be well, that, that would be, be cool. Pretty cool. Well, There's a lot of Zoom is. stuff to be to be had, you know. Uh, for for all the listeners, and, and I I don't know if I knew this um, or not, but um, you you've you've worked with many high end celebrities in your career. For example, Frank Sinatra. I heard that you worked with him. I worked with Frank five times. I worked with Anne Margaret right. for. 10 years, 1980 to 1991. Yeah, that's 11 years huh. as an opening act all over the world. Oh, Harry wow. Como, five years. Wow. I, I was a bouncer in a disco in New York <laughs> City, and across the street was Dangerfield's Club. I went over and performed a little bit, and he happened to be there, and he goes like, hey, I want to tell you, I want you to come back tomorrow night. I want to see what you're going. Get back the next night, and then two weeks later, he took me on the road as his opening act for three years. Wow, wow. Really? wow. Bouncer to opening act. That was kind of cool. That's fun. And Margaret Perry, Ray Charles, and then Atlantic City, all those years, like every month was somebody new. A wow. lot of a lot of stars. And then finally, when it kicked into doing some shifts, at the very beginning, Royal Caribbean had two like super headliners a week. You know, there would be the real temptations, and there'd be Captain and Tennille. There'd be yeah. David Brenner, there'd be um uh, Norm Crosby, who just passed away. It would be yeah. two stars, like big stuff. Phyllis Diller, uh, mm-hmm. Tony Orlando, mm-hmm. Jerry Lewis, they had on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Jerry Lewis? Yes, oh, yeah. you do. Doesn't everybody. Hello! Yeah. <laughs> hey, so what, uh, when you when you said that you went from bouncer to on the road with Rodney Dangerfield, was that was that when you started your entertainment or comedy career? Well, entertainment career, I had, I've done some kind of entertainment since I was three years old. So it was always tap dancing or music or singing in the choir or magic. I did magic. I did my first paid job in in, uh, in showbiz was in fifth grade doing a magic show. Fifth at grade? An wow. At an Elks club. So how old is it? Uh, let me see. A fifth grade. They have magic in 
was that 1920 or 19? <laughs> that was that was the, 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 like the Tyrannosaurus Rex period. Yeah, <laughs> all you had to do was have a little smoke, and people would go, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> so a little flash paper, and you're in, man. Yeah. Now I think I heard that you and uh, was it Greg Maxwell? You guys were did you were you guys both in the? Is it called the Magic Castle or? That's in California. Are you thinking of Greg Otto or Greg Maxwell? Greg Maxwell. He was a cruise Greg director. Greg Maxwell, but, a cruise director. Uh, Greg Maxwell would yeah. wear a Scottish kilt. Oh, my God. I'm about to have a, an aneurysm. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, so let's, uh, let's uh, Scott, why don't you tell us about what got you onto ships, like your story of when you were entertaining and, and how you got onto the, the ship entertaining or, or you know, that, that jazz. Well, I'm Scott Record, and this is my ship story. One of them, one of many. Uh, it was in, see, in the 80s, in the early 80s, I started working, like I mentioned, Atlantic City a little bit earlier, almost every month with another star. Um, and I did a lot of golf tournaments, and I still do celebrity golf tournaments. And I went down and I did the Doral Golf Tournament. And there was someone that was very, very high up at Royal Caribbean that was at the tournament. I did the show. It was the headliner show at Doral. It was at Doral, and it was called the Doral Tournament, and it was a PGA event. Yeah. A couple weeks later, my uh, manager calls and said, uh, would you like to work on a ship? It sounds interesting, but like all through the 80s, anybody, whenever you talk ship and you talk entertainment, the entertainers would say, I don't want to work on a ship. That's all old people. They're, you right. know, that's like, that's like death's waiting room. They're just right. old. <laughs> and then I saw Royal Caribbean had advertisements and this that and the other and, the, and they were talking about the sovereign of the seas coming out it's going to be the first mega ship uh, abc news was going to be on there at the uh, christening and this that and the other and i went wow that's interesting so long story short the guy from royal caribbean that saw me got in touch with all these people because he wanted me to be on that cruise line can't think of his name right now but he passed away last year a very old gentleman and a very influential gentleman was like an angel to me through all the years on Royal Caribbean. I had the card and I went through my desk drawer. We moved from Los Angeles, living there like 26 years. Now I live in Austin, Texas. So stuff is not readily available, but I have the original card of my first Royal Caribbean cruise, which was October 22nd, the 44th cruise of the Sovereign of the Seas. Uh, okay. And I went on there and I went, look at this thing. And it was a mega ship. It was like the biggest cruise yeah. ship in the world. Uh, the QE2 was a transatlantic uh, liner with a V hull, and it was a little bigger, but it was transatlantic. It was built for that. This is just built for the cruise industry, and it was the mega ship. And this, and you know, ABC News in the morning, and this, and Good Morning America, and all these people, and and mm -hmm. I luckily went on and did well. I've been with Royal Caribbean since 1988. I've, I inaugurated 14 ships for them. The last two I inaugurated were Oasis and Allure. And all the other, new, the newest ones, usually have gone into the Chinese market. So you don't, you don't see them, they just gone. They're gone. Yeah. So anyways, I get on the ship, I'm in, locked into Royal Caribbean. When the Majesty came out, I did, when the Monarch came out, I inaugurated that. When the Majesty came out, I inaugurated that. It's wild to see, uh, you know, back when we were on those mega ships and the largest in the world, uh, you know, Majesty Sovereign and Monarch. Um, now I just saw a couple of days ago that they did the float out for the Odyssey. Have you seen this thing? Oh, yeah. There, it's there. Somebody's uh, I read somewhere that it was like the biggest floating structure ever created by man. 
in um it looked the, from the, the military island in china it's just it, a little bigger than that yeah yeah but um <laughs> you could fit um i think i want to say four and a half of the majesties in this ship that just floated out for you know it's getting ready to come out and do its you know inaugural or whatever but oh, that's a, it's imagine, a royal ship it's a royal yeah royal right. caribbean uh, odyssey wow. of the seas wow uh, and this so is the first ship that I've seen where they painted Odyssey, you know, on the side of the ship and stuff. But that just uh, that just amazes me. So I mean, Scott. The, so this, since you joined Royal, have you only worked for Royal, or did you get contracted to work on other cruise lines as well, or just strictly Royal? I've mostly worked Royal just out of my own. I worked directly with Royal without mm -hmm. agent representation or anything like right. that. I ha I do work for other companies, and right. I only do a couple a year. It would be like Crystal. And uh -huh. Seaborn, and those are two uh -huh. like very elite, yeah, high end, very elite, yeah, high, high end market, very small boats and very elite and high end. Uh, when Azamara came out, I inaugurated those first two ships. Mm -hmm. You guys know, and I don't know if the public knows, but there was a whole um, a, a cruise company called Renaissance. Yeah. And they had a bunch <laughs> of ships. And it didn't. It didn't work. So those ships were like sold off, and they started with two of those for Azamara, but they put millions of oh people. yeah so yeah. those are the r ships so i i after i left uh prince after i left uh, royal i i worked other jobs and then i worked shoreside for uh princess and they picked up two of the r ships as well of the renaissance ships. so it looks wow. like they got spread everywhere those were really nice little ships really yeah. liked them they were really pretty i sailed on one of those ships and i absolutely loved it yeah i the, i brought out i brought out the first three r ships the R1, the R2, and R3 out of out of France, out of St. Nazaire. I think they, Princess got three, three and four or four and five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I brought out the first three R ships for Renaissance. So I, I worked on five of those ships. Oh, wow. wow. I, did yeah. they all look similar? They were almost identical. Okay. And it I, is so confusing now. <laughs> of course, we're we're old now, yeah. and it, you know it's hard enough to remember wh where you were. Right. But now, because they were all identical, oh my God, you can't! I cannot keep them. I can't remember where I was with who, because they you you were in exactly the same place. You know, Royal Caribbean. You can kind of place time and who you're with because the offices right. were different and the ships were different and that kind of stuff. But the R ships were almost identical. Wow. Was that the one that you, um, you went to Australia or something and they were, and they folded and uh, left you in Australia or China? No, or? it was, it was Italy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was much better. It was Italy, not Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not so bad. Australia is not but yeah. a bad place oh, either. Stranded in, stranded in Italy for three oh, weeks. I mean, them. it was, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. What was, what was it like entertaining or like, do you have any stories about other cruise lines or like Crystal or, um, you know, the differences between Crystal or Royal Caribbean? It was, uh, Seaborn and was it Crystal? Well, Crystal and Seaborn. I did a lot of uh, celebrity before Royal Caribbean bought it, and I thought that was like a, a, a. I don't want to say a little more elite, but it was less children than Royal Caribbean, and not much difference of an age group. Maybe ten years older of passenger status age group, but at night 
the men would wear slacks and a sports jacket, maybe a tie. You know, now formal night are like new flip flops, <laughs> new flip flops in a, in a new muscle shirt. That's that's yeah. fine. Yeah, Things have yeah. changed drastically, like the old days. I yeah, you don't see me any tuxedos anymore. Well, <laughs> everybody had tuxedos. Ladies yeah. had full length gowns. It yeah. was, you know. It was good for the ship because the, the beauty shop would be busy. The hair would be getting done. The nails would be done. Everybody, it was like, but that was a way of life that's in the past. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Now you have the tuxedo t-shirts. If you go on Crystal, you wear tuxedos to breakfast. <laughs> Today. No. Um, <laughs> That'd be interesting. Big difference. And Scott, I know you cook, and I don't know if you guys cook or not, but I do cooking shows and all that kind of stuff. And, and the food on Crystal and Sovereign, I mean, and um, Seaborn, is quite amazing. I mean, yeah. they talk about five star, this, that. I mean, it could be six or seven star. Wow. Yeah. It, it's, I, so I went on, oh, yeah, Thomas Cook has a, right, has a but he restaurant. has restaurants there. in the ship. Right, yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I, so I, I went on a Seaborn ship. So Seaborn is part of the carnival family. Um, and so we, uh, uh, Princess and Holland America were, were helping out and working with Seaborn. And we did some ship visits because the ships were going out of service. So some of the older ships were going out of service. And we went to the buffet and I was thinking, okay, well, you know, it's buffet food, you know, it's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> the buffet food was like delicious. Oh. It was so good. Oh. And the, 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 the waiters will take your, they'll serve you the food. They'll take it out to your table. You don't carry your tray. Like you don't carry your plate right. at Seaborn. Somebody, a waiter will come and you say what you want and they'll put it on there and bring it out to your table. When Sovereign Monarch Majesty came up, what were some of the smaller ships before that? Viking Serenade? Uh, a Serenade was on the West Coast. It was a, an old cargo ship that they converted. But the Sun Viking, a Nordic Prince, Nordic Song Prince. of America, like Song Empress. of Norway, Nordic Empress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nordic yeah. Viking. Well, one of them, it had the dressing rooms and everything were directly behind the showroom. And I was working there, and the cruise director was... Uh, Jeff Arkin. So it's 30 seconds before showtime. So I go out to check my props that I had on, on a, a little table. And when I go, it was so tight coming around the band and walking down, I tripped and hit my shin on a monitor speaker. And, Ouch. you know, there's not much skin there. It was like bleeding, almost like I hit an artery. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. Ouch. And we're 30 minutes, 30 seconds till showtime. And here's Scott Rick. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Jeff calls for the nurse to come down immediately. And someone said, well, uh, she's not on duty now, so there's no way we can contact her. What? What about the doctor? Well, he's busy too. And like, so what we took, I said, Jeffrey, get me some toilet paper and some gaffer's tape. Uh, so <laughs> I yeah. took the toilet paper and just kept wrapping it, wrapping it. And it was just soaking with blood. Oh my! Wrapped it with gaffer's tape, and I said, "Do it tight, and it'll kind of shut the blood off for a little while." Uh, I'll use loose feeling in my leg. <laughs> I'm walking around stage doing things and singing, and I'm hearing. Oh no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was unbelievable. Unbelievable! Oh man! After that, after the second show, not after the first one, but after the second show, they brought me in and gave me stitches. Wow! Wow! You hit it pretty good. 
I guess you weren't busy then, but the, yeah. Oh my God, they might have been busy drinking. But I've always uh, had wonderful, know. wonderful times on ships. I don't wanna, like uh, another one, you know, the Flow Rider. On yeah. The, on oh the yeah. Ships. Yeah. So I'm an older dude, but I'm fairly athletic, and I love the Flow Rider. So I kept going on those big ships. I got pretty proficient. I'm going down. I'm doing. 360s, I'm doing all this kind of stuff back and forth and cutting waves and all this kind of stuff. And the uh, if there was any problem, the problem would be when you fall, everybody falls. You all fall yeah. off. You don't just walk off. You fall, you get blown back up to the back of the uh, the flow rider. And, but you have to be careful of the board coming up. So the board hit me twice where I had to go down and have a couple stitches only because it just opened me up. And they were so good about it. Security came down. You all right? Is this okay? Can you do a show? I said, it's just a little, you know, I mean, I've cut myself worse cooking. Just, just let them know that when, when they go up there, be careful. The board's coming right up behind you. So, I mean, obviously with so many shows you've done over the years at, uh, you know, at Royal or anywhere else, um, things happen on stage. Obviously this, you know, this type of thing happened where you, you know, hit your, your shin before a show. Yeah. But like what type of things have happened uh, during shows, whether it's, uh, you know, a guest that made it interesting or Heckler's or just or... something that or so just something that happened during the show that you would that, that is memorable to you that I worked on the QE2. The shows were over. It always went well, it seemed. And, you know, like a gigantic reaction from British audiences is <laughs> <laughs> the golf clap, the golf, the golf clap, you know. Yeah. One night the show went really, really well, but no standing ovation, no giant claps. And the cruise director comes up and goes, oh my God, how big, he says, you were so good. I can't believe how great that went over. I went, great, it went over. I said, they barely clapped. No one stood. He goes, no one left. That was <laughs> <laughs> so they engaged. He couldn't believe that no one left because they usually watch an act for five minutes and cut out. It seems like, well, obviously you do impressions. So, you know, why don't you um, go over some of the impressions you do? Well, I'm filming something here tomorrow. I'm going to do a commercial for my pillow with the uh, the gentleman from my pillow. <laughs> I've got the wig, and the wig is actually I've cut it so good it really looks. I think it looks good, and I, I usually don't <laughs> brag. I got the mustache. I got the blue shirt. Hi, this is Mike Lindell, and I am the maker of my pillow. And due to the new second wave of COVID. I have invented my pillow toilet paper. And it's reusable. <laughs> I got to ask you, um, yeah. when you're on the, the cruise ship, uh, um, you, you know, one of the, the main things that you're known for is your New York, New York um, mm -hmm. deal. Um, how did that become, how did that come about? Like what well, made you do that? That piece of material is Frank Sinatra singing New York, New York, but it's been left in the jukebox too long. So there's skips in it. And it, Start spread new a, but the band plays along with it, and it's kind of a cool piece. Now, uh, what uh, when when you first had these charts done and you gave it to the band, um, what was the the uh, the back and forth with the band trying to probably fill in where there was a skip and? Uh, no, 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 no. It's all written out. It's all written out for musicians. It's it's listesso, which means it stays in this tempo for the whole thing. But it goes into from like a three, four measure to a two, four measure to a two, two measure. It goes into different time signatures, but it stays like this for the whole thing. I make the sound that makes it skip. It just, 
different phrases and different the way they play it. Hmm. I wrote the original chart. I wrote the lead sheet and then I gave it to a friend of mine, uh, Andy Stein, to orchestrate it for the whole band. Because we had just worked together where we did a movie. It was a clay animated movie. It was, Ed Koch was the mayor of New York and it was called Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-E, like an ice cream sundae in New York. And it was a clay animated Ed, Ed Koch. I did all the voices, there was four voices in it. And we won the Academy Award and beat Disney that year for a short animated subject, clay, wow. clay animated subject. What was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, no, so how did it come about? Like, how did you think yeah. of oh, that so idea? so how it happened. Yeah. yeah. So when I was a bouncer on First Avenue, my wife went up and she was a waitress at a, a place on First Avenue on 78th and First called Samantha's. And you'd walk in, it was a railroad apartment. So the bar's up front. And then you go down and you go past, you actually had to walk around jukebox to get to the men's room. I went and Sinatra's song had just come out, New York, New York. And I'm walking to go to the bathroom. And this is two in the morning, so it was probably several beverages into the evening. And I walk around, it's playing New York, New York. And I accidentally hit the jukebox as I walked by and it was, start spread blues. And I'm going to the bathroom and it had a water closet up above with a chain. And I'm thinking, I said, boy, that would be funny. How could I do that? How would I write that? And I called Andy Stein, I said, how could we do this? So it was going, it was in a bar, walking by a jukebox, hitting it by accident, in the middle of the song, and I made it skip huh. and thought that would be funny. I have a great ship story for you. For me, it was great. I, I inaugurated the allure, and I always go out after the show. A lot of entertainers say, I don't want to be amongst civilians. Well, that's what we're, we're there to entertain people. I don't like, I don't do anything dirty, really. I don't do anything political. It's just pure entertainment. And I want to take people away from their lives for an hour. Just forget about, just be entertained for an hour. So afterwards, I go out after the show. I used to sell CDs and stuff, but I just go out and say hello. I want to say hi. And hey, how are you? Oh, we saw, oh this is the guy from the show, Margaret. Come on, look at the guy. You know, all that stuff. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And all this stuff goes on. And I'm looking over at the corner, and there's a very, very young couple. And one side of her head is shaved. The other side's like purple and green and long and she's all pierced and he's all pierced and tattooed and very young and they're just standing in the corner like kind of looking at me so i talked to maybe 30 40 people and they walked away and i went hey how are you guys doing and they went hi can, can we talk to you i said how are you doing you having a good time she said we got married today on the ship i went oh congratulations how old are you she says i'm a cougar i said what she says i'm 22 and he's 21. I went, oh, okay, so that's all cool. And he said, we just want to tell you how cool that show was. We've never seen a show before. You don't go to like concerts. Don't. We go to Lollapalooza. We go to Coachella. We go to all those. But those are concerts. Those are bands right. doing their tunes, maybe a little pyrotechnics. But they said, you did a show. You sang, right. but then you did comedy, but then you did parodies and then you did broadway and then you tap dance they said that was a whole show we've never seen anything like that and i went i felt like saying you don't want to talk about sammy davis and all these guys but right. that's what show business was decades ago right and it's and it's kind of fun for people to see something like that coming back right. a little bit i didn't even think about that they probably never seen a variety show at all like when uh, we were when we were yeah. kid, well when the three of us were 
were were kids, you know, that's that's all that was on TV, you know, Carol mm-hmm. Burnett show and that kind of yeah. stuff. That, Key uh, Hall or Sonny and Cher yeah. and yeah, Sonny. And yeah. Cher. Oh, by the way, Donnie and Marie. Get a, a minute, Scott and gentlemen. I do have a new TV show that I'm in that I would like to plug a little bit, but plug away. Absolutely. Plug now. Yeah, go for it. Well, I'm very lucky. It's it just happened out of the clear blue sky. I okay, that's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, um, it's a podcast, but if anybody can ever see the video of this, here's Sammy Davis reading a cue card for Johnny Carson. Johnny goes. Uh, Sammy, we're going to a commercial. Could you read the cue card, please? He goes, yeah, man, you know, whatever you want, I'll do. Okay, here we go. Ready, Johnny? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Did did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The show that I'm doing is called Mark's Place. Mark's Place, the sitcom on Amazon Prime. There's five episodes up already. Um, I was introduced in episode four. I'm a regular. I am the uh, mayor of Palm Springs, Conrad Bixby. The whole show is about this guy that was a kind of a rough Chicago mobster from, from Chicago named Joey Delfonso. And he flipped or something. So they put him in federal protection program in Palm Springs, California, change his name to Mark Murphy and give him an Irish pub called Mark's Place. And that's where it starts. That's the name of it, the Mark's Mark's Place? And you're the mayor? Mark's Place, the sitcom on Amazon Prime. Laugh track is horrendous. (laughs) But it gives you an idea what's going on. It gets a little better. Three, four is we got more SAG actors. It hits its stride right when you come on, you know. (laughs) It's just great. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We got to check it out. Yeah, we'll check out Mark's Place. Definitely check it out. Well, uh, Scott, do you have any other ship stories uh, that uh, that maybe you've uh, had to happen to you um, during the years on any ship? Oh, somebody died. Someone on died. I'm in the middle of my show, and I heard this, <gasps> and a guy just goes kaboom on the front, in the front of the first row. Oh okay. my god! Wow. So it's like they've got EMT. They've got stand back. <laughs> you keep singing. Oh, and I'm no, looking. No, at, just I'm kidding. looking at the cruise director, and he's going. Longer and longer. Keep entertaining and stretch it a little bit. I said, screw that. I walked off and well, said, yeah. let me hear what's going on here. He wanted you to keep performing while they were working on... Well, he wanted me to perform so they could keep the lights off. And these guys right. are working with, like, headlamps and, like... Oh, man. Oh, wow. I, said, I just walked off. and so they Go to the opposite up. side of the stage and do your stuff over there. Holy That's cow. pretty crazy. That was very, very crazy. Wow. It was wow. Fun, um, what, what, name a couple of the other cruise lines. There's Holland America line. That was the one, Holland America. Titanic. So we're in the Mediterranean, <laughs> and it was very rough. It was so rough. And there was like an Arab sheik that had rented the whole suite floor. Mm-hmm. All the suites were rented for him and his family, and they would go gamble. They really catered to this person, and he ends up having a heart attack. And we're in the middle of, I don't know, 16-foot seas, maybe worse, in the Mediterranean. And you know, those Holland America ships, they're smaller ships. They're not, they're, they're not small. big ships. Yeah. So they're not stable too much, really move a lot. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know where we were, but it was far away, but a helicopter came out to get this guy off. Wow. And I was outside holding on to the railings for dear life. But I wanted to see this because I couldn't believe we would go over so far. We were going over 20, 25 degrees 
and then back. And this helicopter's above, and there's spray from the waves, and I'm looking and I'm saying, I couldn't understand why he was, I understand he wanted to save this guy, but he was steadfast. Because on the front, on the bow, you know, was the helicopter circle, and that's where it would have to land. He stayed up there for like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and kept trying to make approaches, and then the ship would move. And he finally timed it right, where he actually, he probably got about 20 feet above the deck and just like shut the rotors off, and it fell. And they tied him off and chained him off real quick, and they got the guy off. And I don't know the end of the story about his health, but I'm thinking the helicopter pilot probably is thinking he knows who this is that they have to pick up. And, and if he doesn't land and pick this guy up, he's going to gone. Die. Yeah. 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 He's out of the picture. So I might as well, I got to land this thing. I, I, I'm only trying to be a little humorous because this guy was probably just a hero and landed and got the guy. Never saw anything like that. Wow. They got that wow. guy on there. Guys were slipping. It was raining. It was horrible. They got the man, the stretcher, got him on. I don't think that helicopter was, couldn't have been on that deck for more than two minutes and then gone. All right. Wow. wow. That's cool. See, I have a feeling that we could keep talking for hours and hours and hours and like more of these stories would keep coming up again and again and again. So yeah, we definitely have to have you back to go through. Uh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, no, it's been great talking to you. I mean, it's, um, you have some, you know, wonderful anecdotes and stories about uh, ship life and just life in general. So it's, it's really interesting. Well, definitely great to have you. Well, you, know, you don't get no respect at all. Well, hey, Scott, it was great having you. Thanks for coming on the show and nice. being part of the show. Uh, it was fantastic to talk to you and, and uh, hear some of your stories and, and, uh, you know, talk with you along the way. And, and uh, man, it was fantastic. So we have to say thank you again for coming on. It, uh, it was really pretty cool. Thank you. And, uh, and if you want me back, just let me know and I'll have tons more stories for you. We'll cool. definitely do that. And uh, just a note again for everybody, if you have Amazon Prime, please look up Mark's Place. Uh, Scott plays the ma- the town mayor at Mark's Place. So if you have Amazon Prime, go check it out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Bye-bye. it, Scott. Thank, Thank you, Scott. Thank Take you. Care. See ya. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that, you know, again – you know, he has all these stories and it's just a matter of, and it was, which happens to us, right? We just start talking and he, this story just pops into your mind that you remember of something that happened way back when that, and I also like that he's been on different lines and different ships and he's, he's been kind of all over the place. I didn't know he had worked like that far back that he had worked with like Anne Margaret and Frank Sinatra and Ronnie Dangerfield and all these people. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!